Yo, what is going on, everybody? We kind of are having to improvise here real quick. Uh, this is what we're going to call an emergency episode. We planned on doing our first episode of season on September 6th, which you guys can still tune in on to that this upcoming Monday. But what we're going to have to do now is do an episode here. Right now, with the amount of news that we have received in the past couple days, we felt it was necessary to really bring this on to you guys and give us our takes. So without further ado, this is all three phases. Tuning in for yet another great episode. I'm Ryan. Y'all know Bubs. Yo, guys, let's get it going. We got some stuff to talk about. There's stuff brewing up there in New England. Let's get it going. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you. So if you guys don't already know, I'm just going to preface everything right by saying that we are Patriots fans. Uh, we have been uh, for as long as I've been alive, at least. Not sure about Bubs. I think he had a little bit of a Jets stint for a second. We don't want to talk about that, though. I mean, yeah. that's good. <laughs> everyone, everyone goes through their times. It's fine. Um, but it's all right. Long story short, New England has been in this state of turmoil since uh, Brady left last season. We all know the story. Buccaneers, Chiefs, Super Bowl, whatever. Old news, right? What needs to be talked about is the new news. That's why it's called news. You can't spell news without new. Cam Newton, who had been, you know, getting a lot of heat, especially by me. I'll sit here and say it. I, I was an avid Cam Newton hater. I truly believed he was not it for the Patriots. And, you know, it, it basically was proven within last season. But as you guys know, we did a first round, about halfway of the first round, we did a, a draft live on our Instagram. That's through my personal Instagram, but um, we do everything through the All Three Phases account. Long story short, we did that, and we find out that night that Mac Jones, QB out of Alabama, gets taken by the New England Patriots. We're hyped. We finally got us a quarterback. Someone's going to contend for the QB one spot. Mac Jones is lighting up the preseason. He has the highest PFF grade of all rookie quarterbacks. His completion percentage is ranked number one amongst all of them his QB rate is ranked in the top three and his yards I think is number one as well he's on a tear and it looks like so natural he it looks like he's been playing for years in this league he looks like a veteran that got bumped down to a backup playing out there and Cam Newton had some struggles he wasn't doing well in, in, in joint practices missed a couple of missed a couple of practices due to COVID related um, situations and it, it gave Mac Jones a chance to take the spotlight. And lo and behold, there's only one way to say this. Cam Newton, ladies and gentlemen, has been released from the New England Patriots. Not traded. Not, you know, not going to get a conditional fifth round pick or nothing. This man has been cut. See ya. Goodbye. There is one man on that roster right now for quarterback, and that is Mac Jones, the Mac daddy himself. The news just boggled my mind. I had been smacked with all types of numbing drugs in my mouth at the dentist's office, and I just get this news right when I hop out the chair, and I can't scream because half of my face is going stupid, and I'm, like, all up on it. So I got to call Bubs, and he didn't even know. And then Bubs was like, whoa, what's, what's going on? That's not even real life right now. So what the hell is happening? I am confused because I figured, you know, we'll maybe just keep him as backup, you know, use him as kind of like the running quarterback. Use him as the guy that's going to go in there and get a QB sneak in or whatever. But just a blatant cut, see you, goodbye. 
I don't. I mean, I'm out of words. Like what? Like ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like you said everything already. I don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> what to add. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I was not in love with the Mac Jones uh, selection. I thought. Uh, this guy looks a little bit smallish. He doesn't look too impressive. Everybody started making the whole Brady comparison off the rip before he mm-hmm. even put the jersey on. People were talking about how he was, you know, a similar style, you know, a more uh, cerebral quarterback, a guy who's going to pick apart the defense, get the ball out quick, be accurate, be fast. Um, but, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And so far, We've only seen him in preseason, but so far he has looked like Belichick's wet dream of a quarterback. Um, This is like the most seamless transition. I mean, forget about last year. Last year, COVID doesn't count. Forget about it. Don't. But this transition from Brady to Mac Jones could be really smooth. And all these guys are starting to scratch their head like, what did we miss? San Francisco. They're like, wait a minute. Trey, Trey Lance, who? Well, what? <laughs> he screwed up. Um, and then, of course, <clears throat> the Bears moving up to get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. No, that was well, a big one on draft night. Yeah, they're starting to regret that a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it's a little early to go ahead and just pronounce him as the number one rookie QB. According to preseason stats, yes, numbers don't lie. And in terms of the numbers, Mac Jones has it. But if you compare the amount of playing time that Mac Jones has gotten in preseason versus the other quarterbacks that actually have to start the season for their teams, and it wasn't a QB competition, really. You know, Trevor Lawrence didn't really see the preseason field too much. Uh, Justin Fields was kind of here and there, back and forth with Andy Dalton a lot. You got also um, Trey Lance getting tossed in there every once in a while. He had a very back-and-forth preseason. I do – I love Mac Jones, and I, and I said this on draft night. You know, I was a little bit upset we couldn't get Justin Fields. Uh, I loved him as a, as a dual-threat quarterback. He, he's looking great in preseason, I'm not going to lie. Justin Fields is really up there. Uh, Zach Wilson's another mentionable name, too. He's been having a pretty good preseason. Training camps are going well. But, I mean, it, this is just a situation of, like, look, if you're really trying to go and take – a blast from the past in the Tom Brady offense and, you know, the king of the checkdowns. And, I mean, you really want to go back. Let's go back 10 years from today, right? 10 years from today, the Patriots had just selected Gronk in the draft months ago, uh, second-round tight end, and they already had Aaron Hernandez on their roster. This two-tight end set proved to be insanely lethal back in 2011 with a quarterback that is notorious for hitting checkdowns and just, dumping in the middle of the field, like just attacking defenses at their weak points. And it, as far as I've seen in this preseason, Mac Jones is doing exactly that. I can't express this enough. He is so poised on the field. Looks like a veteran. He's confident in making those deep throws. The receiver core is the only thing that's questionable. We do have John U. Smith and Hunter Henry both coming in and Belichick making them top three tight ends in the league just in terms of uh, in paychecks, but it's whether they're going to pay out on the field. And he's developed some really good chemistry with John U. Smith in some of these games. Hunter Henry's been in and out uh, of practice with his injuries, but I really 
have high hopes for this team. Really, if you want to think about it, this team went 7-9 and nine last year with half of their defense being opted out, Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton both being switchy-swatchy with their whether they had COVID or not that week. You had Bill Belichick just kind of trying to figure out this entire new offense and trying to figure out how to run his defense without a lot of the key players. And then you have Josh McDaniels just having too much to work with in terms of Cam Newton opening up the playbook. You know, opening up the playbook can be a good thing, but at the same time, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And what happened is we had adapted to this construct of, okay, let's go drive down, move the chains, first down, second down, third down, first down. And, you know, it was always Cam Newton was a man for big plays, was a guy to go out there and rush for a 40-yard touchdown or go out and hit a post route for 60. And it didn't work. We didn't have the receivers for it. Our defense was shattered. Our record wasn't good. The addition that the Patriots made, though, in this offseason, I mean, you've got the signing of Matt Judon, who's looking great in the preseason. You've got the signing of Devon Godshaw, Jalen Mills on the defense alone. You've got the resurgence of Kyle Van Noy coming back at that linebacker core. You have Dante Hightower coming back. That linebacker core is going to be nasty. Jawan Bentley as well. Josh Uche, who's a rookie from last season who's looking to blossom this year. Kyle Duggar, the hybrid safety up at the top. J.C. Jackson, who's going to be fantastic and going to have to play against these wide receiver ones with Stephon Gilmore out till week seven. All I'm saying is that this team from a 7-9 last year, you get Matt Patricia, who is, you know, resurging his old defense from when he was back there in 2019. That was Brian Flores, my bad. His old defense from back, you know, few several years ago and he was a great defensive coordinator I mean you've got to be good at your position to lock down a head coaching position and he did well he's getting players back and the offense got stronger you know our offensive line we re-signed Trent Brown and we've got David Andrews and we've got Shaq Mason and we've got Michael Onwenu it's and we got Marcus Cannon you know this this team is really starting to come together. The running back cores are Andre Stevenson in the preseason, signing of Nelson Aguilar, signing of Kendrick Bourne, signing of Hunter Henry and John U. Smith. And all I can say is this team is looking to be a sleeper for a playoff spot in the AFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to list off the ball boys too? I mean, damn, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, Mac Jones, I think, was the right move. I don't think – I, regardless of Cam and the whole COVID thing, I think it was the right move. Make this decision early. Set the expectation. You don't need anybody looking over anybody's shoulder. Belichick, I think, since the season ended last year, Belichick has made nothing but big-time moves. He is not playing around. He knows that the whole world is watching him because Brady went out and did it year one, Super Bowl, new team, the whole nine yards, and Belichick is in the hot seat. Whether or not you know, he's really aware of it, I don't know. But, but the, the point is he needs to do something, and he's not wasting time. So if he, if he considers you know, Cam Newton to be not the guy, he's not going to play around. Now, I do think there is a good chance – because from what we understand, he at very least liked Cam's um, 
personality, his presence in the locker room. His, you know, he had a good work ethic, all this stuff. You know, Belichick's talked about Cam very glowingly. So I don't think it was um, uh, a coincidence that he was released. I think that Cam has made it very clear he does not want to be a backup. Now, whether or not he's going to be a starter, I think is very, very, very small chance. But I think Belichick knew he didn't want to be a backup, and so he just said, okay, go, bye-bye. If you don't want to be a backup, that's fine. I'm not going to make you sit on the bench. Go do your thing. Um, Now, what teams, if any, are going to look at Cam and say, you know what, we want this guy? That's the next big question. I mean, you've got so much young quarterback talent in this league now um, that it's, it's slim pickings. I think the only two options really are Houston and if he wants to do backup, I think he could be a good backup on the Ravens. That's solid. The thing is with the Ravens, though, I mean, I don't know. I paid a lot of attention to the preseason this year. Um, so the Ravens, I guess, random stat drop, are 20-0 and 0 in preseason games in their last 20 preseason games. For some reason, they just dominate. But long story short, they have a backup, Tyler Huntley, who has been going off the entire preseason. So, I mean, it's tough because, like you said, all this young talent, Cam Newton's looking to be like old news. And it's tough because he had, honestly, in my opinion, he only had one good season. Um, That was his MVP year. Absolutely killed it. But aside from that, like, he was still a promising player. He could still start in the NFL. The only option for me is the Texans. Uh, There is no – I mean, you could sit there and just go down the line. Every team in the league right now, who doesn't need a quarterback? Who has a better quarterback than Cam Newton? And I strongly believe that in his interview with, like, the the shop or whatever it was, the athletes with, like, Chad Chosinko and Brandon Marshall, whatever. Yeah. He exclaimed that he – there are not 32 guys better than him, and I think we've come to the point where there are – you yeah, know, I, I, I mean, it's, it's not even to be better than him right now. Well, it's not even about who's better or who's not. It's a little bit about like, and I'd, I'd, we're going to talk about this very quickly. I don't want to keep bringing it up, but this, this COVID thing is a problem. Only 7% of the league players have not been vaccinated. And those 7% carry with them a certain risk because the best ability is availability. So if you can't be there because of some you know, protocols, you get COVID, you're out for two weeks, whatever it is, that is a huge deal, especially for your quarterback position. You know, that, that's something you can't afford. Um, and to go and become a starter the week before the season starts, that's, that's, that's like impossible. To just get thrown into a new team, new system, and okay, you're the starter, go. Like, I, he's definitely 100% not good enough for that. No, he's not. And that's the thing. It's like even in the worst-case scenario of the Houston Texans organization, Tyrod Taylor has been there a year, and, and he can at least understand the playbook and can run it effectively with the offense. And that's what Houston's going to roll with. You know, long story short, Cam Newton's going to have to be a backup wherever he goes. I, he they, might not go anywhere. He might be going to the, the, the couch. He very well could sit 
in free agency and rot like a lot of these free uh, these veterans that we're seeing. I mean, Richard Sherman hasn't even been put on the team yet. You know, we've got a lot of notable free agents right now in terms of like, okay, these guys were really, really good and showed some some pretty severe regression in their last couple of years. And now as teams are just dumping them off for the new young guys, you know, we're kind of slowly but surely reaching into the new generation of football. And on one hand, it's, it's sad for us, you know, cause we grew up with a lot of these players. Um, obviously, you know, we're a decade apart, a decade, you know, and some change, but you know, we still grew up with a lot of the same players and, it's, you know, it's it's tough, but I think it's, it's nice and refreshing for the league to start seeing a lot of new faces. I mean, for example, you have the AFC East, who every single starting quarterback in that division will be 25 years or younger. Yeah, it's and kind of insane to think about. Josh Allen is going to be the oldest quarterback in that league. Everybody else is 22. You've got Wilson, you've got Jones, and you've got Tua. And then you've got Allen. I mean, it's insane to even think about that. Now we've gotten to a point with a division that had Ryan Fitzpatrick and that had Tom Brady, you know, and that had Joe Flacco. Now we've just gone completely to the fountain of youth in the AFC East. It's ridiculous. And I mean, again, it's like we have to embrace it as fans and we can, you know, have our time to mourn of the old times and, you know, all the, elite players that were once that way but yeah but i'm very excited honestly like i can't wait to see like i'm i'm super hopeful for these young guys like obviously patrick mahomes has already proven that he's a you know absolute stud but i mean i'm excited to see what justin herbert's gonna do and honestly i'm excited to see like even like um what's his name Trevor Lawrence, even though I know he's kind of screwed at least for a couple of years, I'm just looking you know, forward to some of the highlight reels that I know are coming down the pipe. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, I guess we just have gotten a flood of young talent in this league, and it's great to, you know, see new players blossom and become the greats of this league. Um, all professionalism aside, I'm so hyped for Mac Jones to start week one. Like, I've been saying this. If you guys have been following the podcast, first of all, hats off to you. We love you guys. But if you've been following since even just say like the draft, you guys know how high I've been on Mac Jones compared to how low I've been on Cam Newton. So this is like early Christmas for me. Like it's fantastic. And honestly, I think that we're going to be playing past Christmas now because of this. Now we don't have to stall and find out four weeks into the season that Cam Newton cannot play elite football anymore and then have to go, you know, what, one and three, two and two, and have to dig ourselves out of a momentum hole in terms of divisional games and in terms of just bouncing back with the season. We play Miami week one. Okay, this is a big statement game in general. You have the two 22-year-olds going against each other head-to-head, two former Alabama quarterbacks going head-to-head. Two teams that could very well take the wild card spot in this division going head-to-head week one. Miami versus New England has always split. For some reason, every season, it would just it would always be a 1-1 split. Um, if Matt Jones can go out there week one, get a divisional win, 
with the new team with just being thrown to the spot, uh, the starter spot yesterday, and having what a week and change to prepare. That would be the statement of all statements as a rookie quarterback to just take the field, take the stage, and take the dub. And I truly believe this is going to happen. I mean, to the point where I'm using him on my fantasy team as a roster spot. That's a lot. I take fantasy more serious than I take a lot of things. My man's crazy. My man is crazy. Look, whatever, whatever. We we do have some big news in terms of fan interaction, which we're going to get to later in the episode because we've had a lot of stuff in the works throughout this little hiatus of time that we've made an episode. And, you know, that's why we were planning on doing it next Monday is because everything should be, you know, clean and finished and ready to present by then. But we still have some big news about the channel and the podcast itself that we can definitely portray to you guys because we have a lot of new big things coming. So I just would love to talk to you guys about that. But I will tell you what, though. I do have a question for you, Bubs. Now, earlier in the season, it seems like you still had a little bit of faith left in Cam Newton. Yeah, no, honest to God, I, I, well, here's the deal. When we first drafted Mac, I was fully, fully prepared to see him do just okay. And Cam was going to be the starter. And maybe at some point Cam would fall out, but I was not as critical of cam as yourself and a bunch of other people were last year (laughs) um you know i gave him the benefit of the doubt on more than one occasion he got covid he was out not everybody's tom brady not everybody can go to a new team in the middle of this insane season we had last year and go to the playoffs and win a super bowl and before he got covid he was looking pretty solid you know we almost beat um seattle we almost beat Buffalo. It just came down to a couple little plays. And, yeah, he was the one who, you know, lost those games if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of it. But he also was the one who had us there at the end. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, Cam got a bad rep. Um, I obviously am not sad that he's gone. Like, I'm not like, <laughs> going to miss him either. I just feel like he got he got a little bit uh, unfair treatment at times. Um but I do think it's time for him to take a step back, take a bite of the humble pie, yeah, and come to the realization like, whoa, okay, nah, I, I, I'm not a starter anymore. <laughs> yeah, and like, and that takes a lot, honestly, because like we have seen quarterbacks and a lot of just really good players go through that. I mean, Adrian Peterson's a great example of that, you know, whole breakdown. And he was fantastic, and then eventually, slowly, but like. Running backs and their, you know, lifespan in the NFL is one of the shortest lifespans among all positions. And, you know, he was starting to get old. He's off an ACL injury, and he was starting to find homes where he wasn't really going to be as prominent as he once was. And, you know, he did the exact same thing. He started trying to bounce around the teams and, and you know, resurge his career. And then he took a, you know, as you would say, a bite of the humble pie and has now been sitting on the lines of roster just, you know, getting – the season and been totally content with it and I think that you know it's sad to to crack up somebody's career like to somebody's ending of their career to that to where Cam Newton's gonna sit on the bench and have you know a couple flashes of his old self every once in a while but I mean that's just what happens to veteran players nowadays you know 
uh, especially players like Cam Newton that are just out there, like super big, strong guys that will run and truck over people. And, you know, just he was very electric in his prime. And so that took a lot of wear and tear on his body. I mean, homie's got the build of Gronkowski as a quarterback. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that 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 model just doesn't work. No, it does. And that's the thing is, like, being at least not long is term. only going to get you so far in terms – it's really about, you know, keeping yourself in shape and keeping yourself good to go. I mean, we see so often all these just freak athletes that are 6'5", 245, and they get hit one time in a bad way, and then their body just can't seem to recover to full – material and they lose a little bit of themselves every single time they get injured i mean we saw it with gronk and you know the most dominant tight end ever in the nfl history slowly but surely just became an injury machine and the more he got hit the more he had to come back up and the more his body was just denying that service so it's tough to see but really i i mean as much crap as i talked about him like best wishes to cam newton i really have no bad wishes to like any NFL players, except for maybe a couple. There's exceptions here and there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> certain people, I think we know who I'm talking about. But, um, well, actually, yeah. I don't know if I do know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, one of them is Mahomes, but. <laughs> oh, well, come on. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, obviously, he's a great guy and he's, a, he's very, he's studly in this NFL, but there is a couple people that I would just like not like to succeed in this league. Michael Thomas being one of them. I can't stand him. Um, but, oh, yeah, also, speaking of, he's also uh, going to be out till week seven. So, yeah, no, great I think, news for um, James Winston. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, here's the deal with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas been acting a fool for a minute. Um, <laughs> he's, he's approaching that, um, like, 2019 Antonio Brown status where it's like, like we don't even want this guy on our roster anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, just – the man is auditioning for a cash spot in Mean Girls right now. Um, I just the amount of drama that he's producing versus the amount of valuable, you know, um, performance to the team. Yeah, just, like I said earlier, it's all about being available, and he was barely a factor last year. He's been barely a factor for the past two seasons, and now he's not even going to look to be a factor until week seven. Not to mention the entirety of this offseason that we've been dealing with all these, like, diva players. I mean, the whole Rodgers situation, the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Michael, Michael Thomas has been taking shots at his own team. We've had people from his own locker room say that they don't want him there anymore. It's becoming a very toxic situation. And, you know, he's basically trying to force himself out of uh, New Orleans. And, you know, now that Drew Brees is gone, it's, you know, going to be a transition, yes. But I really do not understand what he is so frustrated about. <laughs> I wish there was, like, an actual, like, reasoning behind it. Because, I mean, what was it? Well, I, think he had, I think he had a great season. And now he's mad that he can't reproduce it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the only thing that really makes sense because it's like, I just, I don't know, I don't, I can't even comprehend as to why he's so mad. They play him as much as anybody. He's been injury prone for the past two seasons, 
And he is now expecting special treatment from the team that he has been dogging on the whole offseason. Yeah, that's it, not how that works. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so backwards. It makes no sense. But, yeah, so I, that's a whole separate shenanigan that's going on. But, we, again, we see it a lot with just, you know, NFL players sometimes thinking they're worth more than they really are. You know, and, I mean, not to bring up the Steelers again, but, I mean, Le'Veon Bell pulled that crap. And it's like, I don't, I can't seem to correlate any, like, similarities between the two. Like, in terms of, like, okay, what happened, and then now they're reacting this way. It's just their reaction that seems to be the same. And then, well, like, I'm afraid that Michael Thomas is going to, like, because I personally still, like, have to be smart and say that, okay, Michael Thomas is still a top-tier receiver in this league. You know, that season that he had what broke records that, were seemingly to be untouched. And I can't sit here and, and look at those and be like, okay, yeah, he's still not an elite pass catcher. Because he 100% is. But it'd be stupid of him to wait the opportunity that he has already just to be, like, a diva about it. Like, it just doesn't, I don't know. I, I still can't seem to grasp his, his, his thought process. Well, all I know is, the Saints are going to need all the help they can get if they, you know, plan on making the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's true. Especially with Winston winning the starting position. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you guys do follow our Instagram page at all three phases one, you see that um, I felt the need to post a Jameis Winston throw, which I never thought I would say in my entire life. Let me just go on the record and say that. But he played – one preseason game in particular against the Jaguars, I think. And it was, I mean, wow. In one quarter, he was 9 for 10, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Way being the receiving end for both of those. And these throws were nothing to sneeze at. And that is honestly, you know, an, a very undervalued way to explain that. Yeah, I, I just don't – I don't know. Uh, you got to show me. Show me in the regular season. Yeah, show that's me. the one thing is, like, I mean, it looks so good now, but I just can't imagine the LASIK eye surgery does that much. Yeah, not to mention, like, Jacksonville's defense is, is nothing compared to what he's going to play twice a year against the Bucs. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that – and then not to mention the Panthers' defense has gotten stronger. Uh, and proved to be an issue for some teams last year that have high-power offenses. So it's, again, I'll I'll believe it when I see it, but I had chalked up Jameis Winston to just kind of be, okay, whatever. He's just going to be some subpar quarterback for the rest of his time in the NFL. Well, do you think that they made the right choice? In terms yeah, – 100%. I mean, if you're talking yeah. about do they make the right choice in terms of, all right, Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston, 1,000% they made the right yeah, choice. Yeah, okay, okay. I was just making sure because I was about to say, I don't know about uh, – I don't know where you're headed with this, but I, I hope yeah, you're not no, saying – Yeah, no, because with the whole Taysom Hill situation, it's like, okay, yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife or whatever, but a jack-of-all-trades is a master of none. And with that being said, your quarterback has to be solely focused on being the quarterback. There is no, you know, messing around and playing tight end here and there. Tim Tebow right. uh, be, get attacked. I like you just can't. You have to devote your entire game to that. And I think the Saints realize that. 
and they realized they could still utilize Taysom Hill a lot at the tight end position, at the receiver position, or even as the backup that'll come in here and there. Because that, that proved to work last season. Taysom Hill came in for a couple games and just lit it up. And if they can have that just sitting in their back pocket, then so be it. But he is not starting caliber quarterback level. And that's where they figured it out soon enough and had to put James Winston, especially after the, you know, insane preseason performances he did have. So I think a thousand percent, yes, they made the right decision. It's whether that decision is going to pay off as much as they wanted to. So, again, they're in a tough conference. They're in a tough division uh, in terms of, like, offensive production. And I don't know. We, again, we'll just see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we do, like I said, still have, you know, what is today? September 1st, right? So we have eight days until the NFL season starts. And we have five days until our first official season of the episode of the season is recorded and uploaded for you guys. So we've got to just prepare for as, you know, us two as the hosts and for you guys as the fans, because we are going to be just on top of everything in terms of product uh, or in terms of production, like with all of our content, you know, our Instagram account, um, our podcast, obviously planning on doing that three episodes a week monday wednesday friday uh throughout the season now the first week um we might just do a monday friday episode seeing as there is only one game for that first week that we're gonna start doing episodes not sure yet we're still trying to make a decision um but yeah so we're just gonna be really like pumping out content we want you guys to be on top of it because we're gonna have just so much you guys like if you guys miss a week of content, you're going to have to take a, a week to catch up because that's what we're going to try and be doing. You know, we're going to we're setting up a YouTube account and we've set up a TikTok account. So we're going to be on, on all platforms as we can be as much interaction as possible. So that being said, Anchor does have a new feature to where you can send audio messages directly to us that we can use as part of our episodes so if you guys ever have any questions any topical ideas that you want to throw in to our episodes or just ask us anything you can send us a message through the link we'll have the link in my instagram bio that way you guys can just straight up click it record and send it our way and we'll pop it in some episodes if we've got some extra time then we'll throw it in there we'll answer your questions and we'll make sure that we you know Hit us up when you make that. We'll, we'll tag you in an Instagram post. You know, oh, hey, here to answer Blank's question. Check out the new episode. But I'm really excited for the season, guys. We've been talking about it for months now, and it is just within our grasp. So one thing that I do want to get from you, Bubs, though, with all of this Patriots talk and, and oh, Cam, Cam's gone, Max in, we've got to make a decision. What? Are your expectations for the Patriots 2021 season? Okay, so here's the deal. We got, uh, you know, we, we have all the answers now. We know that Mac's going to be the starter. We know that Stefan is going to be out for a while. Um, but we also know, hey, we've got some of our veteran uh, leaders on defense back. Um, I've been very happy with what I've seen from the joint practices and also from the preseason games. So, Here's my expectation. Uh, I'm going to give you, you know, basically the, the ceiling 
and you know what I expect the minimum uh, output to be. So first, let's start with the minimum. Okay. I think these guys are a solid team. Belichick is going to 100% rely on that defense and that uh, that running squad that he's put together, um, and uh, try his best uh, and intelligently try his best to keep Mac Jones out of the fire. Um, that's the best way to handle this, especially on his first year go around. Give him as much help as possible. You know, we obviously, uh, you know, I'm happy with our old line. I'm not worried about him being under duress all the time. Um, but rely on that run game. That's going to be his best friend. Um, and I think we've got plenty of pieces to, to throw in there to make that life, uh, make it easier for him. I think this is at bare minimum. Eight win team, bare minimum. Okay. So just a reminder, guys, the season did get updated to 17 games. So Bugs is saying that their floor would be an eight and nine record. Is that correct? Eight and nine is the floor. Okay. Okay. So that's the floor. Um, now, what is your reasonable expectation? Like, so that's the floor. That's the worst that they should do. Now, yep. what do you think is going to happen? And then once we're done with that, we'll get to their absolute ceiling. Okay. So what do I think is going to happen? Yeah. I think they're going to finish no worse than third in uh, in the division. The Bills okay. got the division. Uh, depending on what happens with Tua and the whole quarterback situation down there in Miami, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't love Tua last year, and obviously Flores didn't love Tua last year because homie couldn't keep the starting position. Um, yep. Yep. So I'm not, like, super afraid of Miami. I know that they've got a lot of talent. And I know that Brian Flores got that defense rolling, but like, I'm just not overly impressed with the offense. Um, I know that they picked up. Um, oh, did, did they get Jalen Waddle? Yes, they did in the draft. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we'll see how much of a difference that makes. Um, I don't anticipate that's going to like cure all of their ails, but I do think that they are stout enough um, that they are definitely in consideration for number two in the division. Um, I expect the Patriots to come out on top, though. My expectation, realistically, they will be number two in the division. Um, and I think that nine, nine to ten wins is a realistic expectation. Um, I'm not going much higher than my bare minimum because my ceiling for them, probably 12 wins, and that's with a lot of help. Um, that's going to require a whole lot of just defensive, like superpower. That's going to be what will take them in or out of the playoffs. It won't be Mac Jones. It won't be these new receivers. It won't be these tight ends. It's going to be their defense making statements. It's going to be their defense, keeping them in games. Um, I think there's too many new pieces for it all to just mesh automatically. You know, you've got how many starters are going to be all new to the team on offense? Yeah, that's quite I mean, that's a, a few. Yeah. Um, between the receivers, let's say they start Aguilar, uh, Nikhil Harry, and Kendrick Bourne, or maybe Jacoby Myers. It's going to be in and out with those with those two. Um, so there's at least one or two new starters, plus the quarterback, plus um, the two tight ends being yeah. in and out all the time. It's it's gonna be hard to get all those people to jive and flow 
you know, especially in the first, uh, I don't know, first month and a half, two months of the season, it's going to be a little bit rocky. So I think their expectation for me is 10 wins, 9, 10. And I think their absolute ceiling is 12. Um, and that's, again, I really, I'm really going to put a lot of that on the, the shoulders of the defense. Uh, because I, I just I just don't think that they're going to be the type of offense that's going to be like, hey, we can put up 30-plus, you know what I mean? I think it's going to be a lot of tight games, a lot of, um, you know, our guys are going to beat you on the line. Yeah. Go ahead and look at the schedule real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah pull up the schedule. Let's, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. Because we, we already know, know, you know, their division. And low-key kind of weak sauce instead of the Bills. I mean, the Dolphins are going to regress from what they did last season. I think a lot of their success last year was to to, to blame with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, to be honest with you, um, and then just the overall, like, the leadership and veteran-esque um, that he had. But, um, all right, let's get to this schedule here real quick. All right, so in the first – let's just get through the first four games. So you've got Miami, you've got the Jets, you got the Saints, and you got the Bucks. All right, so you got the AFC East and you got the NFC South. Now, I can't sit here and just be like win, loss, win, loss. But I'm gonna like kind of like just mentally clock it, like little as I can do. So Dolphins, I think that they do have the ability to win this game. Is that um, home or what? It's a ooh, uh, Dolphins at Patriots, so it's gonna be. Yep, I'm I'm calling it right now. Home, home opener that they're gonna win that. Take it to the yep, bank. They're gonna win. Patriots uh, are gonna win the home they opener. Take the Jets away. Patriots will beat the Dolphins. That's a dub. Jets doesn't matter where they are. So that's that's two and zero. And then they the Saints. I don't like the Saints too mm, much in in New Orleans. Uh, it is actually in yeah, but the Saints defense is gonna cause problems. Yeah, that is the thing with the, the uh, Saints defense. Is gonna I be, mean, but they're ah, uh, I don't know. We'll save that one. For I mean, there. look at the, how the Saints started off the season last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm yeah, gonna just, mark that as an L. Yeah, and then so they're actually it looks like they're gonna go two and two right now because it goes Saints Bucks. Um, I'm sorry. They're just no chance. We're gonna get clapped. Um, but then they have a rebound game. No chance with, with the Texans. <laughs> so, so okay, three and two. Three and two, and then they play the Cowboys. I personally think the Patriots will beat the Cowboys. Um, their defense is um, not strong enough to do that. I would put that as an either or game, to be completely honest with you. But okay. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, we're four and two. And then we're playing the Jets again. We'll sweep them in their divisional matchups. So then we're five and two. All right, and then we play okay. the Chargers, which I think mm. I would take down as an L. Yeah, same. Chargers are a really good team. And then we play the Panthers, which don't sleep on the Panthers this year, guys. Like, honestly, I – like, as much as, like, common sense I have in my brain, I've thought this through, and I know that Sam Darnold's a starter and everything, but they very well could go 9-8 and eight or 10-7. and seven. So, don't sleep on the Panthers. But I'm going to sleep on them right now. I'm going to take a little nap and say that we take them. Um, the Browns, that's an L. So where are we at now? We were at five and three after the Chargers. So, and then we were six and three and now we're six and four. And I play the Falcons. We're seven and four, right? 
They suck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Falcons are Falcons could be a sneaky playoff team this year. Absolutely not. I no. I, I'm gonna have to cut it right there. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, I, they lost their games by the smallest of margins last year. Yeah, but what do they do? They lost key pieces on defense and added Calvin Ridley. Or not Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. That's it. That's all they did. And lost Julio Jones. So, Well, obviously they're not, you know, upset about losing Julio Jones. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I just – I can't – I can't – like, I don't like I don't like the Falcons. I don't think they're going to do well, personally, just off of analytics. Um, but, okay. So, analytics. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shut up. So, we're going <laughs> to – they're gonna take the Falcons regardless. I'm just saying the page. The Falcons. I mean, I, yeah, I still would pick the Patriots, I guess, but I'm, I'm just, just saying, watch I, out. I'm just saying the Falcons could be sneaky good this year. And then it looks like we'll have four losses in a row. <laughs> so. Okay, well, who are we playing? So it will be seven and four for the Falcons game, and then we play the Titans. Mm, yeah, nope. And then we play the Bills. Mm, nope. And then we play the Colts. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I know you've been all up on the Colts ding dong this offseason, okay. but like Yes. They're not for that good great. reason. They're not that great. I'm sorry. They're not gonna win that division. They were better than the Pats were last year and they made well, that's okay. great. They're not gonna win yet. They made also a, a key uh subtraction by putting freaking Carson Wentz on that team. Oh sh- Lies. No, Carson Wentz is going to be dog water this year. Okay, well, if he even plays that punk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all understand the bet that we have. Colts win the division. Bubs shaves a leg. Titans win the division. I shave a leg. Yay! Great times. But anyways, so I'll talk the Colts down as whatever, and then they play the Bills again. You think we're going to lose twice to the Bills, yo? What Dude. if we uh, – Yes. Not... Yes. All right, so for those of you who don't know, I posted on the uh, IG, I did get a chance to go see uh, the Bills play their preseason game versus uh, <clears throat> Green Bay. And I got to say, Josh Allen looked like a man on a mission. I am a little bit afraid. He, <laughs> he, he was solid. He came out, scored twice. With, with a great throw across the middle to um, uh, something he had a wild last name. I can't remember the kid's last name. Are you sure um, it wasn't Gabriel Davis? I don't know. Maybe. I was I'm pretty drunk. this video. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty positive it was Gabe Davis. It could have been. For all I know, it could have been Abraham Lincoln. No, um, yeah, it was Gabriel Davis. The point being, he looked – like he was not to be messed with, um, just marching up the field. Obviously, it's preseason, and Josh Allen is top five quarterback, so he's going to make most, you know, second string defenses look bad. I got to say though, he he was he was on fire, um, and the people of Buffalo are insane. So I would I would not be surprised if we end up taking two L's to Buffalo. So let's just say we'll we'll beat the Colts then. All right, I'll even I'll give them that. Oh yeah, that's that's that makes more sense to me. <laughs> okay, so seven and four, and then we go seven and five, and then we go seven and six, and then we go eight and six, and then we go eight and seven, and then we play the Jaguars and we play the Dolphins. 
We could very well be the Dolphins twice because they're gonna be poo poo this year. Mm, I don't think so. I think we I think we split with the Dolphins yet again, but we can beat the Jags. So here's my realistic prediction: is ten and seven. That's mine. After looking at this, their yeah, that... floor, their floor is eight and nine. That's what I said. And then their ceiling. So let's just say, all right, they squeak it out against the Saints somehow. Okay. They, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I'm looking. I can't. I'm trying to like make something to nothing. Maybe um, by some miracle, the team beats. The we beat the Bills. Yeah. So let's just but say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with careful analysis, I'm gonna say the ceiling is 12 and five. <laughs> well, yeah. It looks like we're identical because I mean, really. I had to make sure, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes the most sense that they would, you know, reach a higher standard from last season, but not an astronomical increase. So, yeah, yeah. I can, so, yeah, I, I think now the real question is, is 10 and seven good enough for a wild card spot in the AFC this year? I don't know. In the AFC, though? I don't oh, know. Okay, no. so that, all, right, all right, all right. If we're going to get to the AFC conversation, let's do that because we have to talk about then who's going to make the playoffs in the AFC, right? Well, we already know it's going to be Bills, Chiefs. Um, I mean, you're still stuck with the Colts. I don't know what the <laughs> hell your problem is. No, you mean uh, the Chargers, bud? What? I'm, talk- I'm taking the Chargers over the Chiefs. You know that, right? You're on drugs, my guy. <laughs> You're no, gonna be you eating. Doing? You're gonna be eating nasty peppers, and you're gonna be walking around with a shaved leg, looking foolish with your what mouth is, on fire. Is it a ghost pepper? Or is it a Carolina Reaper that we're? Doing? We're doing the Carolina Reaper. That was the. Uh, I believe that was the uh, agreed upon pepper. Yeah. So what was it? Uh, Chiefs ten and seven or worse. Yeah. If no, I don't remember. Yeah, no. If was... if no, you're saying they're gonna have a losing season. When? No, that's cap. No, no, no! You said they were gonna have a losing nope. season. I did not say they were gonna. I said they were gonna do worse than they were last season. And I said they will win less than ten games. All right, That's we're gonna have to I pull said. up the tapes on this. But pull up the tapes. I said they will win less than ten games, and the bet. Yo, okay, calm yourself. The push is ten and seven. If they win more than ten games, then you win. If they win less, then I win. If the push happens, then. We'll both eat one. I don't know. <laughs> oh god, no, no, thank you. <laughs> oh god, no. I I eat one less. I absolutely have to. Okay, so yeah, they win less than ten. I mean, are you cool with making that bet? Because that's what I remember it being. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to whatever the bet was when we made it. We need to. We'll base it off of that. I don't remember what it was. I could have sworn you said they were gonna have a losing season. I no. could be wrong. And if I'm wrong and it's the way you just said it, then that's the way it is. Yeah, I am not stupid, um, but I do think the Chiefs will regress to, you know, less than 10 games, one. You're you're crazy. There's Which no way. It might be. And lo and behold, I might even get the push and be saved with a 10 and 7. Because that's uh, my realistic prediction on their what, schedule. What? Okay, so tell me why. Why? Oh, my tell God. Me what about their team is again, worse bro. than it was last year? Uh, what's uh, worse? What's worse? What's worse? The fact that somebody found a way to stop them. 
Oh, okay. And everybody in the league has Todd Bowles and that defense? <laughs> you know what? That's a pretty good argument. <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell me that every defense in the league they're going to play is as good as Shaq Barrett and Indomitian Sue? No. And no, yeah, no, not they're not. <laughs> I'm saying. And that- also, the major reason I love Brady, I'm not taking anything away from Brady. I love that team because Brady's on it. But the major reason that they lost that game is because their O-line was poop-stained. And Patrick Mahomes was literally running his ass off the whole game. And you cannot convince me that that game is not at least, you know, a one-score game if that if that offensive line is not trash. I guess that's fair. And you're over here telling me they're going to only win nine games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're on drugs, man. You, <laughs> you are so stuck on this right now that you can't step away, even though you know deep down that you're crazy. I know deep down that I might have reached on the nine-game thing. Yeah, this man says the number one player in the league, Patrick Mahomes, is going to only win nine games. But I'm, I'm not sure. reaching in terms of they're not going to win their division. Well, you just said the Chargers two seconds ago. So what is it? The Chargers are going to win their division. I'm saying. You're crazy. But, but the Chiefs will be a wild card. I will tell you what. I like you got it half right. right. One of them will be a wild card and one of them will win the division. <laughs> no. But you got the order switched around. Mm. Oh, man. I need, I need to be like November so we can get an idea of what's happening with this. I know. Whatever. We'll get the logistics on this bet and we'll really set it in stone. Yeah, it's somewhere somewhere in the world it exists on on audio. What we're gonna we have to freaking listen to sixteen hours worth of content to figure somebody, out. Somebody, somebody, go ahead, find out what the bet was, post it on the IG, send us a message so that we can confirm. We need to know because right now it kind of sounds like Ryan's on on drugs if he thinks that they're gonna really go. <laughs> it kind of sounds like. <laughs> If, yeah, if one of you guys can find it, then I will personally follow all of your accounts. Fact. There, I mean, there you go, folks. There you know, it is. Yeah, how about this? How about this? If you somehow find the either the clip or even just give us, okay, this is what the this is what the episode that's on, this is the time or whatever. If you give us, yeah, give us the timestamp. That's what the best thing is. Give us the timestamp so we give can us the go. Timestamp on the episode. I will shout your page out on both of my accounts. I have three different accounts. So I've got the one, my main account, which has almost a thousand followers. I have my cards account, which is about 300. And then we obviously have the all three phases account. So I'll shut you out on all three of those and I'll give you a personal follow on all three of those if you can pull that. So boom, we have a, a warrant out for this clip. If you can find it, that'd be appreciated. But we're on to better things. And that is to finish this discussion about the division. So. We could both agree that the Chargers and the Chiefs will be in the playoffs this year, right? Yeah. Okay. Not even to the degree at which they will make it, but just that they will be in the playoffs. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I think that that's for sure. So we have those two coming out of the West. We have the Colts and the Titans coming out of the South. No, no, no. I don't even know. You don't think the Colts will be in the playoffs? I'm not going to just give it to them, honestly. Like, maybe – but they made it last year, and all they did was switch their quarterback. 
Yeah, and that's why they're not going to make it this year. Oh, my days. <laughs> Yo, Yo. What, is, what is your, like, big love for Carson Wentz? He had one good season. Okay. Fair. But with that one And since season, then, what has he done? Besides look at who absolute... he played with, bro. Yo, bro. I'm just saying his the own Eagles teammates had a shrine of the backup. After that one year. His own teammates had a shrine of the backup. They broke him mentally. <laughs> I'm very aware, and I and I feel very bad for him. But he is now back with the coach that gave him the tools necessary to get that 2017 almost MVP caliber season. And I am leaning on that. I am leaning on the strength of the Colts around Carson Wentz. Four years ago. I'm not even just talking about Carson, bro. Their team, aside <laughs> from that, is still awesome. Their running back core. John no, no, Garrett, their, their Mack, team is good. Months. I'm not saying their team isn't good. I'm just saying they're I would not wins, just like, automatically say, hey, yep, they're definitely going. Their defense was top three last year. Their O-line was top three last year. Their receiving core was within question, but they re-signed T.Y. Hilton. They got Michael Pittman Jr. on his second year. They now have uh, – what's his face? Yeah, Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor in his second year, and Naheem Hines all coming out of the backfield. And you're going to tell me that they're not going to go to the playoffs, my boy? Like, I'm saying I'm not sure about them yet. Are you saying that Carson Wentz is going to do worse than Phillip Rivers did last year? I could definitely see that happening, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So, okay, we'll, just, we'll talk about that one in a second. But we have at least the Titans coming out of there. We can agree on that. So that's three, and then we have the Bills guaranteed for sure, and then we have the Browns guaranteed for sure. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, and there's seven teams, which they just updated that last season. There's seven teams per conference in the playoffs, so that leaves two, right? Two wild card spots. In my opinion, those two wild card spots go to the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know who else could make a case argument for those. I mean, maybe Baltimore. No. Absolutely not. Oh, calm down. I mean, they lost Earl Thomas. They lost Matthew Judon. They lost J.K. Dobbins for the season now. They, I mean, Lamar still is not a great quarterback. Uh Sammy Watkins is the only addition they made to their receiving core. Okay, well, you want to talk about Carson Wentz because he almost had an MVP season. Well, you know, okay. Lamar Jackson almost had an MVP season. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no. He did have an MVP season. Yeah, so as a running back. Of an almost, well, if that's how they do it, then that's how they do it. Like, I don't care if he runs or walks or crawls. If they win, they win. And they lost Orlando Brown Jr. on their offensive line. And – that is a problem. So I don't. I mean, what do they do? Eleven and five last year, right? And they're not going to win the division with that because the Browns are going to take the division, and they're not going to go into the playoffs if they're. I mean, they should regress at least a game or two. So let's say the Ravens go ahead and they they go nine and eight or or ten and seven. Ten and seven. I like ten and seven. Okay. Then they would somehow be in a competition between the Colts and the Patriots. Because I feel like they those are both teams that could go 10-7 and seven as well. Maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse. But again, I feel the same way about the Ravens. They are not 
dog water, but they're not instant playoff team. That they're they they are not well, at that. All right, so then we can agree on that. I'm not gonna say. I'm just saying, there's a couple of spots that are up for grabs. I'm. It's impossible agree, to predict yeah. the entire playoff team slots right now. Yeah, that's true. Again, I guess it's a lot to do with the start of the season, but I mean, well, we'll find out in due time, uh, and that's all right, really well, all we can say. Yeah, we can't. We can't d- d- go predicting the entire season right now. It's far too early. We still have to get ready for this first game. Um, Cowboys and Bucks. It's going to be great. It's going to be epic. We get to see Brady in his second year. I am hella excited. Oh, yeah. And Antonio Brown will be with the team this season. Giovanni Bernard added on. OJ Howard's going to be on the team now for the season. You know, this team is going to be even deader than it was last year. You know, a lot of people are expecting them to go undefeated with their, their schedule strength is – the second easiest in the league, and all they've done is made key additions. They've now had an offseason to train and get better as a team. They have gotten some good rookies on defense that they can use. Joe Tryon is looking fantastic on the edge rush. So, you know, I mean, and not to mention, you know, now that we have the wild cards with, oh, is Chris Godwin going to be out this week? Or is Mike Evans going to have a broken finger for two weeks? Now we have Antonio Brown. Uh, and now you have Tyler Johnson. And now you have Scotty Miller. You know, th- this, this is going to be a deadly team. And I think the Cowboys also could make a huge statement. And not even winning this game, but just competing with the Buccaneers. You know, competing with the reigning champs in their first game. I think Dallas, you know, could win their division. I still personally think that Washington will take it. But... Um, you know, Dallas can make a big statement, Dak Prescott included, because, you know, this is his year to come back. This is this is Ezekiel Elliott's year to reintroduce himself as one of the top running back talents in the league. I know a lot of fantasy teams are counting on that, too, because he got drafted super high this year um, after a pretty poor performance last season. Uh, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb in his second year. I mean, and then obviously the Cowboys defense, the young linebacker core looking to make some big plays, you know, their additions from other teams on their secondary. I don't know. It's going to be a really – it's a great way to open the season, and I'm super excited for it. So make sure that you guys do go and check out our Instagram page, at all3phases1. We have been super active on there recently with our stories. We have polls almost every day, you know, between, you know, who do you like – more, you know, to start the season. This player, this player. You know, between these four guys, who do you think's the best? Or should this player be, you know, ranked higher at their position? You know, whatever. We like to hear your guys' feedback. You know, because we talk and, and we have, you know, our educated, you know, just decisions on what we say and just whatever. But we like to hear your guys' thoughts and your feedback. Because then we can, we can feed off of those and then make content out of it. And it's, it's lovely. And like I said, we, we have those audio messages too. So you can just directly be a part of our episode uh, with a question or with a topic that you want us to talk about. Um, so yeah, make sure to be active on there. We post a lot. We're going to be posting a lot more during the season. Again, a lot more stories, a lot more just on the entire feed in general. Um, you can also follow our, our personals. We'll have some updates on there as well at KBH Ryan and at BGibby1193. So we have all those three Instagram accounts that are going to be, you know, posting content for the podcast. And then we also did just create an all three phases YouTube account that we aim to post on 
within the next week. I'm going to figure that out, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk to Bubs about it, and we're going to get something we're in the works there. But just it's all three phases, just spaced out, just exactly how you'd spell it, just like our podcast here, all three phases. Just type that into YouTube. You should find us. And we do have a TikTok account as well, just all three phases as well. So I do have links to these in my Instagram account uh, for all three phases. You can check them out there. But just make sure to be very active because once the season starts, we're going to be on top of everything. So we got to be ready for you guys, and you got to be ready for us, guys. So I'm super excited for the season. We do hope to see you on all of our accounts and just be very active with us. But this episode was more of an emergency than anything, but I'm glad we got some content out before we get our first official episode locked in. So thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of All Three Phases. This is Ryan, and that's Bubs. Hey, guys, be good. We'll catch you on Monday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you guys Monday, September 6th. Be ready. There will be an upload that day. We'll see you then. But for now, we are out.